Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai, and I'm Jason Connell. On the show today, I'm joined by special guest, Sensei Chris Jensen. It's nice to be here. Yeah, so Sensei Chris, you came on my radar because we had Sensei Jim True on the show, who was your sensei. Yes, he was. Yep. Almost 40 years now. And I know that you had reached out, you know, via email, we're going back and forth, and some of the stories Sensei Jim were saying yeah. were about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the I'm the kid that was there in the early '80s, and now his kids are there training with Sensei Jim. So it's been my whole family pretty much been part of this for years. That's awesome. So to be clear, this is the True Martial Arts Academy. Yep, True Martial Arts Academy. Yep. Well, before we dive into this, Sensei Chris, I'm going to do a few words for our sponsor. We got to pay the bills around here. True, of course. Support for Let's Talk Cobra Kai is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming and offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. And with this exclusive offer, you'll get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. Okay, Sensei Chris, I'm dying to know, how did you get involved with training with Sensei Jim True? Because it was even before it was a true martial arts academy. Yeah, we were the uh, Shoranru Karate Academy. It was just a little garage and on Elm Street in Waltham and... Um, <laughs> It's kind of weird. You know, uh, I wasn't into karate movies. It wasn't like one of those okay. where it brought me in. It was before, really before Karate Kid came out. I never watched Kung Fu. You know, I never right. really watched any of that stuff till after I started training. My grandfather one day, who I was raised by my mother and my grandparents, my, I had no father. He said, you know, he, he needs some activity. He needs some more activity. He does baseball, but he's small. We got to get him into something. So they gave me an option of gymnastics or karate. So I went down to the Y. I'm looking around, and they happen to have the gymnastics class was going on. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm like, oh, that looks okay. Until I saw the kid fall off the pommel horse, and I said, well, that I don't want that to happen. So let's do something a little less dangerous. Uh, let's go to karate class. So I signed up for karate class at the Y. Sensei Jim was the instructor. Yeah, and uh, I think it was about two weeks or maybe a month. He went to my mother and said, yeah, he needs to come to the dojo. We need to get him down the dojo. This is, it'll be a little better for him, a little more advanced, you wow. know, than just this kind of Y class, you know, not that there's anything wrong with the YMCA class, but just stricter training, harder training. So You are a natural. I guess so. That's what he, that's what they tell me. I don't know. <laughs> so he was doing both back then. That's right. It was at yeah. the Y, building the dojo up. Yeah. Yeah. He started at the Y, uh, which got, which helped get the name for the dojo out there, you know? Yeah. And that's just kind of where it filtered into the dojo. Started out small. That garage in Elm Street was tiny, like one room, wow. concrete floor, concrete walls. We had, a, we had about a quarter of an inch thick carpet on the floor. So training was really old school. Oh, yeah. Hardcore training, you know. But Rocky Four type training. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't know anything else other than that yeah, back then. Exactly. So it didn't matter. You know, that was great. To us, it was it was fantastic. And Sensei Jim told us there was no restroom at that dojo. There was a restroom at that one. There was no oh, restroom in his first dojo. Okay. He was in the first garage. I didn't make it to the first garage. This was the second one he got to. Got it. On Elm Street, yeah. So there was a restroom. <laughs> it was in the basement. You know, he had to go down into the dark dungeon of the dojo to get there. But yeah, no, we had a restroom. So after you joined and started to kind of take to it, then you opened up to watching martial arts movies. Yeah. And then I really got into it. And then the Karate Kid movie came out. So that 
really got me oh going. Oh my you know? gosh! I yeah, to already be in karate and that hits that yeah. had to be big. Yeah, and that yeah. I mean, you're watching the tournament, you're watching the whole thing, and <laughs> like I said, I wasn't really bullied as a kid, so I didn't. The bullying part didn't really take yeah. to me. I mean, obviously it hits everybody, but that wasn't really what brought me into it. It was kind of like that tournament stuff at the end. Yeah. And getting through all those fights, and it was just really cool. That's what got to me. And you walked out of that movie, and I remember screaming and jumping, like, yeah, I want to do these tournaments. I can't wait. We recently actually broke down Daniel's plight through the original All Valley. Yeah. Because you just kind of forget about it. It's this montage, all this is going on. But he fights like six Cobra Kais. Yeah. And then another guy in the beginning. So he had like a hard road there. Cobra Kai (laughs) never goes that many people. (laughs) Right. You know? Yeah. So how old were you when you started training with Sensei Jim? Seven-ish, right around seven. Wow, yeah. that is young. Yeah. There was a lot of kids back then. We had like a group of us, uh, five of us that I can really remember that kind of all stuck together, yeah. you know, from from the beginning all the way through. Stayed with it. Yeah. And we were there until all of us, I believe we all got our black belts together before some kind of trickled away, but we were there for a long time together. So it was really- Yeah, that's cool. We it's were all team. friends, you know? Yeah. I love that. Every every Monday, Wednesday, whatever class, whatever day you were there, you knew your buddies were going to be there. We're all training together, and it was yeah. it was fun. That helped keep us going too, you know. So I say seven's young. At the same time, I started playing competitive soccer at five. Yeah, and then you look up and you're eleven, and you have all this experience behind you. So that makes total sense. So it's an individual sport, but it, there's a team culture, especially with a well-run dojo. Yeah, a family culture, really. family culture, more, absolutely, more than a team culture. A very very family oriented, and it's always been like that. Because you just feel like everyone's part of your family. Yeah. You're training hard together every two to three days a week. And then they go from the kids' class to the adult classes, and it's even more intense, you yeah. know, and it's very much a brotherhood. Were you guys doing tournament fighting? We did inter-dojo fighting. We had three schools in the area that okay. were all kind of together. Okay. And we would do at least once a year. Like a meet? Like yeah. against them? Yeah. You do your kata tournament and your sparring tournaments and stuff. And some of us would go to separate tournaments, different not oh, okay. run by the association, but we did do our own because we had enough kids and enough adults to run our own through the association. So yeah, yeah. How did you do? I always did well. <laughs> the well anyway. You're so modest. Well, <laughs> I did okay. <laughs> did you win a big tournament like Daniel? Well, yeah, I won my share of tournaments. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. What did you prefer, the katas or the actual spar? I guess it's fighting essentially. Right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, the tournament stuff. I prefer the kata. I mean, I love the sparring. I love fighting. Yeah. Especially in the dojo and the classes with the kids. You know. Yeah. Trying to beat your buddies up, but <laughs> I really was more into the kata part of it. So when you were doing it, Chris, was it just like the movie, the point system to three? Because I know now there's like a timed fight, and you can just accumulate as many points as you need. So. Yeah. You fought to three points. Yeah. Yeah. Old school. Old school. Yeah. So you're into the Karate Kid, then Karate Kid 2 comes out, part two. Thoughts? That was my favorite one. Really? I love that one. Uh, My co-host on Let's Talk Cobra Kai Sal Rodriguez loves two. He always says three should have been two, two should have been three. Yeah. Because it just ends on such a beautiful note. They are very different. One and two are extremely different. Yeah. But there's a beautiful love story and the stuff with Okinawa. I like the part of the the Okinawa is what got to me, you know? Yeah. Them going back and seeing where Miyagi came from. Yep. And actually doing the Okinawa part of the karate training, you know, to see that originally where karate came from was pretty cool. It was cool. I still love the original, but I almost think the second one could be its own movie, standalone movie, if it needed to be. Absolutely. And there's those touching scenes with Mr. Miyagi, like when he's finally breaking down and Daniel's kind of the teacher to the students. Yeah. He's looking in the tree, loses his His father. father, Every time it gets me, man, it's just like, oh. Yeah. So one thing we've been talking about, because we're going to get into Cobra Kai. By the way, Chris, since Chris is wearing a Cobra Kai t-shirt, there it is, official. Got to represent. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. (laughs) 
one thing we've talked about is potential spinoffs for Cobra Kai, because at some point in time, shows end. I mean, this, Cobra Kai is not going to last forever, sure. unfortunately. If it did, it would That'd just get great. watered down yeah. and just be silly. Yeah. One thing I'm hoping happens is a show called Miyagi or Miyagi-Do, and it goes all the way back to young Miyagi and going back in time. Yeah, that'd be great. Like Kung love- Fu, kind of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some heat behind that. That's the only thing missing from Cobra Kai is more Miyagi because he's just not present. But. I think the history, too, of the Okinawan karate yes. is, it would be huge to show on that because Cobra Kai isn't really Okinawan karate. You know, it's, yeah. I, I would think it's more like a Kempo style. Yeah. So you don't get a lot of the history like you would like to learn about that Miyagi Do karate from Okinawa. That's what I love about Chosen coming back on the show. Yeah. And then Daniel going back there. It's just like, yeah, they're going back to the origins, the yeah. history, the scrolls. So talk about just your style of karate, which Sensei Jim got into, but it harkens back to that Okinawa. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. It's a real traditional training. It was what we used to do down the dojo, you know, and you conditioning your fists, conditioning your body all at once. And as a kids, we didn't even realize we were doing it. You know, we were right. doing the push-ups, we're doing all the stuff and getting hit with the shinai, you know, <laughs> which I'm sure it was good for Sensei Jim a little bit to give, they whack this pain in the butt. <laughs> but yeah, the stories he tells about us in the parking lot doing knuckle push-ups, it's true. You know, seven years old, eight years old, nine years old, wow. or would be out in the snow and yeah. our bare feet doing kata in the snow, you know. Sensei Jim was fun. He was a fun teacher, yes. but he, had, he was serious too when he needed to be, but you never had to do any of that stuff. You know, he would tell you, go out there and do your knuckle push-ups. Right. If he didn't, there was no punishment. He would just wanted to see if he would actually would do it. Yeah. And we all did it. Most of us did it. I don't remember any of the any of the kids saying no or, or not wanted to do it. And it just built character. You know? Absolutely. So going on later in life, you know, it just kind of becomes what you do without even realizing what's that you're training hard. You're training hard. Well, you said something earlier, not to get too into it, but you didn't have a father growing up. Right. You connect with Sensei Jim. I mean, this is almost Karate Kid-esque. Yeah. Your relationship. Very much so, yeah. I used to, when I was into it big time, I was down the dojo six days a week. Sure. Uh, Monday through Saturday. And Saturdays was just him and I for years. We'd have three hours just being Sensei Jim. So we'd train, tell jokes, you know, we'd he'd yeah. tell stories or whatever, and we'd have a good time. And I was just eight, nine, 10, 11 years old. And that he kind of became that father or big brother. You know, he would want to say big brother because he doesn't want to. Yeah, I'm, I'm too young. <laughs> yeah, he turned to be my dad, but yeah. So he was that big brother figure to me, you know, my whole my whole life. That just growing awesome. up. So yeah, we were down there one day on a Saturday and he had this big, massive dog. His name was Cypher. And he was a Rottweiler. And uh, he was in the other room. And so Sensei Jim and I aspiring and kind of going at it. And all of a sudden- I wind up to hit him and he lets me hit him. And all of a sudden, there's, I get Boom. tackled. I'm on the ground. Wow. This giant dog and he's licking my face. Of course, I'm like terrified. I'm like, oh my God. And he just starts licking my face and it was funny. And Sensei Jim's laughing and pulls him off and then we go on, continue <laughs> on what we're doing. I'm like, Ooh, it was scary. Yeah, that is scary. <laughs> so to catch our fans up, you are still involved with the dojo, True Martial Arts Academy. And what is your role now? Uh, right now, I'm the Daisenpei of the of the dojo. So I'm like, so explain the, that to us. So basically I'm Sensei's assistant okay. and I'm the, I don't want to say the head student, but I'm the, I guess, big brother to the rest of the academy, you know, the, all the other students. So you run so classes. The, I run classes. Yep. I'm, I'm there to like help people get ready for their testing and their yeah, rank. Right. I'll take people aside, especially on Saturdays and works, work different things with them, stuff they need to work on. Yeah. Whatever they want to work on. 
little special attention that I can give to whoever whoever needs it. That's amazing. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to be able to spend that time with the with the other students. Yeah, and there's people underneath you, correct? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm a fourth degree black belt, so we have a bunch of second degree black belts and some showdowns, first degree black belts, blue belts. You know, we have all kinds of different ranks in there for the adults, yeah. and there's a ton of kids. Everywhere you turn, there's a kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, a dojo. That's yeah, a successful that's, dojo. That's a successful dojo, yep. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, they grow up to be where I am someday. Exactly. You know? Well, that's what really impressed me about your dojo in general, just you know how True Martial Arts Academy has all this kind of founding members, and, and they really help grow it. I've been to some other dojos in my own training, and it's a one-man show, and that's fine. Probably like the early days with Sensei Jim, sure. but he's grown this thing to have you come up the ranks, and who knows it better than you, yeah. you know, besides him. <laughs> right. So it, it's very impressive, but what put your dojo on my radar was your connection to the next Karate Kid. Yeah, yeah. Which I do want to talk about, so let's delve into that. Sure. Because we had Sensei Jim on, he told me about his great scene that wound up on the cutting room floor, yeah. which happens all the time in sure. movie making. yeah. But he talked about a few students who made it in the movie. And I've seen it several times. It is the weakest, Sensei Chris, of the Karate Kid movies. I'm absolutely. sorry. No. Okay, okay, we're in agreement there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've only I mean, watched it twice myself. <laughs> there's moments in the fact that Pat Morita is reprising his role, makes it you yeah. know, really watchable and, of course, Julie's great, Hillary Swank, two-time Oscar winner. Well, let's talk about how you got involved, first of all, and then we'll talk about on set and what that was like. Sure. So there was a tryout. Sensei Jim took us all to this dojo in Malden, Sensei Brian Ricky's dojo, I believe. I don't remember how many people were there. There was a, maybe a hundred or so. Okay. And we actually went through this kind of like this tryout. You know, you had to take a punch and do a fall oh and roll, gosh. and it was pretty cool. So all of us that went, our dojo made it. And the five kids that I mentioned before, that was us. All you guys. Yeah, it was all of us. You've um, been training since you were seven, since I Chris, of yeah, course. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure a lot of people that were there Probably. too. But yeah, so we all made it in, in a sense that Jim made it. And then he mentioned Donnie made it. There was a few of right. us. Right, yeah. Donnie, yes. You know, we didn't know what we were going to be doing. So how old were you at this point in time? 16, 17. Okay. Was, I was still in high school, just about to get out of high school. If I look like you're like barely in high school, you're probably, everyone looks younger. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But we were all like, we were oh, I'm built sure. No, stuff I, I just all the your training face. Stuff. I, oh, I'm yeah. sure your body. Well, yeah, you guys I think are I had fighting. the goatee. Okay. <laughs> I've had this for a while. We looked young, young enough, I suppose. Then, you know, we got a call to find out where we were going. Okay. And uh, I was told to report to Brookline High School. And I was also going to be going to Tufts University. Okay. Um, both in Massachusetts, not too far from Boston. I've been by both of these locations. Yep. About 15 minutes from my house, both of them. Okay. Not in the same direction, but, you know, not too bad. The Brookline High School, we filmed the prom scene. Okay. Yep. Uh, I was in that. Well, the guys come, like, out of the ceiling. They come rappelling down. Yeah. And one guy gets hurt. Yeah. Were you wearing a tuxedo? I was in a tuxedo. I had the, yeah, we were at the dance. I had the girlfriend. And oh, my She was gosh. in a dress, and it was a long day of just standing with somebody I didn't know. Yeah. We, we didn't know each other, obviously, you know, so- it was a little awkward at first, but after the first two hours, yeah, got to be a little more normal. But it was fun. It was fun filming just to see what goes on and how it's built, you know, how the movie's made. Yeah, they they pump music in and then they kill the music, right? Yeah. So you can do the dialogue and you got to keep your beat going. It's, yeah. it's just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. They go, All right, start dancing. And you're just standing there with that little like, <laughs> yeah. high school dance, right? Uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a good experience. I didn't get any lines. I had no lines in the movies, but that part was fun. And then the Brookline High School was the bull ring scene. Yeah, out with Michael Ironside running that whole thing with all you students around. So you had like the gray outfit on. I was in a gray on. shirt, gray, gray shirt. shorts. Yeah. yeah. And that was a couple of days of that, standing out there on the on the lawn and just retaking everything. And yeah. unfortunately, I had no words in that. I had no action in that either. But they had the, the cameras panning around. I think you can see the side of my face. I know one of my buddies got in there. 
full full view. Well, and there is some fighting there. Michael Ironside is like taking down his students, kind of a Cobra Kai ass. There is yeah. no Cobra Kai in right. this in this movie. Right. But I wish it was you guys because you're know. well trained for it. I know it would have been cool. I got to meet uh, a couple of those guys, uh, Walter Goggins, who ended up absolutely becoming really Walter famous. Goggins you know? is uh, yeah. I had a soda with him sitting there. I got to meet Pat Morita. Yeah, because he comes over in that sequence. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a funny story. We're all kind of standing around at lunch, and he came walking out of this, the bathroom trailer, and he's got his fly unzipped and his shirt tail sticking oh, out no. of his thing, and he's kind of walking by, and we kind of all look at him, and they're laughing and yeah. pointing, and he goes, oh, sorry, whack on, whack off, and he kind of walks away. <laughs> wow. Well, he was a comedian since oh, I Chris. He was hysterical. But yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was so much fun to film that, just to be part of that. Yeah, well, just think, you had seen Karate Kid, had a huge impact on you at that time. Yeah. Here is Pat Morita, yeah. Mr. Miyagi, and yeah. you're right there with him. It's yeah. kind of mind-blowing. And we were the same height. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, they don't look like they do on TV or uh, in the movies. Like wow. Guy. But he was cool. He, would, he talked to everybody. He just a nice guy. Wow. How about Hillary Swank? She was cool. I didn't really have too much with her. I think she might have been in, she was there the day we filmed the bull ring. Yeah. But not too much interaction with her, but she she was friendly too. She talked to everybody that she interacted with. Yeah. There was no hiding in the trailer or anything. It was fun. At young, but before she went big time. I think this was like her first real, first <laughs> yeah. big movie. Yeah. I, I think she got 90210 either yeah. before or after that. So you do that. Did you go to the bowling scene, which since they gym no. was at, you didn't go there? No. Okay. No, I wasn't a part of that, no. So when you go to see the movie- now, you've already seen Karate Kid, Karate Kid Part 2. Oh, we didn't talk about Karate Kid Part 3. Did you see that one? I did, yeah. It was okay. Yeah. It was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the character. Barnes was, was a cool character. Barnes was good. I kind of looked like Tim when I was younger. I'm like, ah, I want to I be that guy. Yeah, I the, the flat top. I had the spiked hair. <laughs> the spiky hair, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was all right. A little cheesy. I thought some of the- <laughs> It goes downhill, and the All-Valley I always have a big issue with. They just kind of tacked it on with that movie, and then Daniel only has to fight one person. It's like, okay, that's yeah. a bit much. Yeah. But Terry Silver was a great villain. He was a great villain. And to see it come back around and, and he pay was, off, it's yeah, like- and he became an even better villain in- Yeah, Cobra, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, yeah. But you go to see the next Karate Kid, I'm assuming. Yeah. And what are your thoughts? Uh, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> a little let down. <laughs> a little, yeah, a little bit. I mean, it was cool because I filmed in it, so that was fun. Neat, uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't obviously my least favorite of the of the four. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just missed the whole Daniel aspect. I think totally. There was just something in that related to everybody, you know. Not even a reference to him. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> not, like, yeah. Nothing. He must have said, "Do not put my name yeah. in this." I'm he moving probably, on. He probably saw the. Uh, yeah, I don't want nothing. Yeah. Well, it was interesting that they shot it in Massachusetts. Now I think it's super neat because I lived not too far from Julie's house and yep. these locations and Tufts I've been by a few times. But at the time, yeah, it was definitely like this other thing. They probably, again, could have called it something else, but you have Miyagi carrying right. through, Excellent. Yeah, which absolutely. was at least, that's the saving grace. You can go back and see him be Mr. Miyagi one more time. Yeah. And there's a few moments. There is some things in there. Yeah. It wasn't a terrible movie. Yeah. There was some good parts. The whole monk thing and her going there. It's like, it just went a little bit on that cheesy, yeah. cheesy path. Actually, a friend of mine was one of the monks too. Uh, really? So there's a Chinese, there used to be a Chinese restaurant in Waltham called Hula Hula. Hula Hula. And Freddie Wong, which he'll get a kick if he ever hears this, that I mentioned his name on the radio. He's one of the three? He's one of the monks that made, he was in the movie a lot. He didn't have any big roles, but you can see him. But his picture is all over was all over the restaurant walls <laughs> as soon as that thing came out. And that's all he ever talked about. He thought he was going to be this big movie star. Oh, my gosh. But, that's uh, yeah. great. 
So now let's pivot into Cobra Kai, yeah. which I didn't see this coming since I Chris. You know, I just never thought you could reboot a movie that, you know, unfortunately after the first one, the second one, yes. And then it was kind of a downhill plight, you know? Yeah. And then I'm hearing about it. I'm hearing about first season. I'm like, yeah, I heard about the second season just online, just a little bit. Yeah. And finally I put on one episode and I was hooked. I was hooked right away. Yeah. I, I ended up buying the YouTube premium. Oh, you had sure I, I thought I had it, it early. You went even earlier. I was at YouTube before they went to Netflix. Uh, yeah, I was pre-Netflix, but after season two. So you were in early. Yeah. You're hooked. Yeah. And you could see like, wow, this is great. Johnny's story. What a great way to take it. Yeah. And it almost kind of, you start feeling bad for Johnny a little bit. Like maybe, Absolutely. maybe he wasn't the bad guy. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. But it grabbed me right away. It just brought me back to like that, what it was in the 80s, you know, that movie. I was like, this is unbelievable. Johnny's like the same guy. He's just older. He was frozen in time, like <laughs> yeah. Encino Man. Yeah. yeah. He was just older. But I, I loved it right from the start. I thought it was fantastic. And I kind of rooted for Johnny a little bit, you know? I did too. I quickly got in Johnny's camp. Yeah. Then I understand LaRusso. It's funny how Johnny grew up, we think, privileged. Sure. Right? And right. all of a sudden, he's down on his luck. And then you have Daniel from nothing. Yeah, he's All the way. He's yeah. running the valley with his LaRusso Auto yeah. groups. But I have compassion for both of them. And sure. my goal is always to see them work together yeah they're better together yeah and yeah. now hopefully they're there they always kind of get together and then you know take a yeah. step back and then da, da, da. different training right two totally different senseis you know oh exactly that traditional martial arts karate sensei with miyagi and then you have that american karate hard-nosed <laughs> yeah crease right and I think that was what kind of made everyone think that Johnny was the bad guy, but it wasn't really Johnny, right? It was the sensei that- Yeah, look at his tutelage. And we know yeah. his he didn't have a father either at some point in time. Right. That was interesting yeah. to find out. So that could have been me. Luckily, Tot sensei you could have went down that path. Luckily, sensei Jim was not crease. He was more Miyagi-ish. I read that about the writer, Robert Mark Kamen, how he went to a dojo. He was well-versed in martial arts, went to a- Cobra Kai type dojo, yeah. based that character, and then found this other Miyagi type of path. And yeah. that became, I think his name was even Miyagi. Yeah. And then look at this movie. Yeah. So it is great. It went that way as opposed to reverse. So where we're at now with Cobra Kai, we have Terry Silver's now kind of the main bad guy. Crease, we assume, is behind bars yeah. still. Yeah. And so what do you think is going to happen, Chris? Do you like to speculate or you just like to enjoy it as I don't it comes? Know. I kind of like to enjoy it as it comes. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I, I want to see what happens with Chris. I, I think he's going to get out of it somehow. You know, you never know how. It'll turn around on Silva. I'd like to see if Barnes is coming back. I think Barnes is coming back for I this. feel that's going to happen. I thought it was going to happen this last season. Yeah. It seems like it has to happen. And Hillary, I think they're Hillary gonna mix, meaning Julie, could, yeah. could easily make it. I appearance. think they're going to kind of mix those two somehow. Something's yeah. going to happen between Julie and, and Barnes. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Miguel going to Mexico, right, to find his dad. So who's his dad going to be? Are we going to find out? Is there going to be another big twist of yeah. something? Who knows? What's I've gone on record saying it's like Ezzy Morales, Benjamin Bratt, or someone of like, you know, that yeah. you would recognize like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Or Lou Diamond Phillips. Or, yeah. It's got to be somebody he always pops from the into 80s. Something, right? Lou it, Diamond Phillips always pops into something somewhere. It has to be somebody. <laughs> not like, we don't know this guy. It's right. just the show. I got to give the showrunners such credit. Yeah. They always make the right choices. Yeah. So I trust them. We're in good hands. Yeah, But absolutely. I'm dying to know. I mean, bringing Chosen back to work with Dan that was so exciting. Oh, my god! I love that he came in. And then he comes back at the end. Well, that whole episode, Miyagi-Do from season three was yeah. like, 
an incredible episode. Yeah. That Chosen makes that comeback from being one of the ultimate villains sure. of the Karate about Kid to kill trilogy. his girlfriend. <laughs> kill him. Yeah, yeah take him all <laughs> kill out. Kill him, yeah. And he gets redemption. Yeah. And now we, and he shows up at the gravesite, Miyagi's gravesite. I've watched that sequence like 10 times. Like, yeah. Hang on, hang on. Oh my gosh, it's Chosen. Yeah. And then you have Silver running. Uh, finally, the goal from Karate Kid Part 3, Cobra Kai Dojo's all over. Ever, yep. Yeah. Which is always shocking to me. That that didn't happen because that easily could have happened. Like the Chipotle of dojos could have happened in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, because well, there's really nothing in each state that ties. I mean, maybe there is, and you would know this. But is there such a dojo sensei, Chris? Yeah, you had the Valari Studios that kind of popped up everywhere right around that time. In all states, across, yeah. nationwide, nationwide. Yeah, oh, okay. there was a ton of them. In what style was that? Kempo, Shaolin Kempo type style. A okay. little mix of. Karate and I think a little bit of Kung Fu kind of mixed in, it seemed like, when you watch some of the videos. Oh, that's interesting. Are they still around? Yeah. They're not as big, but they're still okay. There's still some around. And now a lot of them are owned and operated differently there. Right. They run under that same kind of name, but it's separately, privately owned. I actually have a friend of mine who goes to one in Natick, and it's a pretty good dojo. It's not quite that same McDojo type. <laughs> McDojo. I <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> well, again, I'm surprised you could have taken that brand name and ran with it because yeah. Cobra Kai was everywhere. Yeah. So he was out before that, yeah. you know, before that whole thing started. Absolutely. But once that popularity of the Karate Kid came on, he, he marketed everything and he just popped them up all over the place. Oh, it was kind of sure. nuts. Yeah. I'm sure. It's almost like a kid farm, like a kid mill. Yeah. Uh-oh. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So- where are you guys at now with your training, your fourth degree black belt? Do you aspire to keep climbing up the ranks as a sensei? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I took some time off earlier, you know, I'll be 40 years in the martial arts coming up in September. But I had some time off for family, moved away a little bit here and there. But uh, I've been back now and yeah, I plan on keeping going. I have two sons that are in the dojo now. Wow. Uh, my oldest, Eric, he got his junior black belt. He started when he was four. Now, what's a junior black belt? So that's kind of like, we don't give black belts out to everybody. To, to, yeah, yeah, so you have to be 16 years old to get your black belt. So we have three levels of junior black belt, and you can get them when you're 13 or 14, or something like that. So there's three different levels. We had that back when I was a student, too. I was the first, oh, no, I was the third junior black belt in the whole association, wow. like, in, the, in America. And you just kind of, you're kind of in limbo till you get to 16, you know, then you kind of do your black belt test and, and then get you, your black boom. belt. Okay. But now we have three different levels of black belt, because I think since that gym kind of realized, like, if you're stuck in this one rank. You need something to aspire to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it didn't bother me back then because I was still training and stuff. But nowadays, kids don't have the attention span. Yeah. You know, and they want They watch Cobra like Kai they, and someone joins a dojo and they're a black, black belt two belt. seconds yeah. later. Yeah. So, that I don't like. I yeah. got to be honest. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, the time span, they have to kind yeah. of speed things along. Yeah. yeah. They don't There's have no time. other belts. It's white or it's black. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, back when I first started, it was white, orange, brown, black. Wow. We didn't have all yeah. the belts in between. You had a piece of tape. Yeah, that's right. So we did like the white with the orange tape. And once you got like four stripes, stripes, then you got your, I mean, sorry, green tape. Then you got your green belt. Then you had brown tape and then you get your brown belt. So you kind of added those belts in between, which is good. I think it works out better as opposed to just having this raggedy looking tape on the tip of your belt. And now with the students, with the kids too, there's even like junior ranks of those belts. So you have like a junior orange belt. So you have your white belt with this orange stripe going through the middle of it. So you can keep their attention. You know, they get, they get a rank, they get a little promotion every every couple of months yeah. until they realize as they get older, then, all right, they come a little f- few and far between, you know, you got to actually earn it. But yeah, so my son got his junior black belt when he was, I think he got his first one when he was 13. 
and now he's on his last one. So he's kind of now he's in that spot where he has to wait till he's sixteen to get his black belt. He's got some time. <laughs> yeah, and then I have a six year old who just started a couple months ago. He wow. just got his junior orange belt. So yeah, we're spreading it apart. He's a chip off the old block. Yeah, this guy. hopefully both of these guys. Yeah, the older one is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the uh, the young one's doing well. He's not as into it yet. He started before you, Sensei Chris. They both did. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, they both Eric did. Yeah. Eric was four. Mark was six. But yeah, Eric enjoys it. Mark enjoys it. Are they going to tournaments or was that stopped no, because of the pandemic? Or You don't do that anymore. We don't even do that anymore. We talked about, uh, Sensei Jim has talked about doing one just with our kids, you know, our students. Right. But we haven't done anything in a while. That's amazing. This is the future of True Martial Arts yeah, Academy. absolutely. Yeah. Your sons. Yeah. That's scary. <laughs> yeah, but I don't plan on going anywhere. Yeah, uh, exactly. And there's, uh, we have another Sensei Steve who's also, I believe he just got promoted to seventh degree black belt. Oh my gosh. He's been there as long as I have. We have a couple other guys that are up there too, a sixth degree black belt, Michael. So we're, you know, and we're all fairly youngish. Yeah. So we'll all be there for a while. If Sensei Jimbo plans on retirement, we'll keep the True Martial Arts Academy alive. I love it. As long as we can. So Sensei Jim was saying that he's been using Cobra Kai, the show, yeah. to relate to the students. I mean, these kids are dialed into the show, which yeah. is great. This is such a cross-generational show. Yeah. And some of them don't even know about the Karate Kid trilogy, right? Right. Or the fourth movie. Never Maybe around here because you're in it and stuff. But yeah, so are you using the show to relate to the students as well? Yeah, I don't do as much of the kids' classes, but yeah, we, okay. you, you throw some of that in there. You know, the Cobra Kai references and <laughs> totally, you know, the train hard and the faces and make that mad face. Give me that, give me that face and that loud key eye and scream. And, and, you know, you get them going into stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But Sensei Jim's always been really good. The Mandalorian, he was Sensei Lorian for a while, you know, whatever gets the kids yes, involved, you yeah. know, and they make him t-shirts, the Sensei Lorian t-shirt he had one of the students made. Oh, that's and, great. Yeah. Sensei Jim's been excellent about keeping up to date with. What's going on What's out going there on? for the kids, you know, to get the kids involved. He was saying like, so sometimes we'll train like Miyagi-Do. Yeah. Sometimes we'll do Cobra Kai training because the kid, and he'll ask the class and they're kind of divided. Like, no, we're Cobra Kai. We're yeah. Miyagi-Do. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. It was all Cobra Kai when I was younger. Oh, yeah. There yeah. Was, there was no well, it was only Daniel, right? right. <laughs> so, and, and Cobra Kai had the outfits, had the sleeveless Well, y'all wanted to have the sleeveless Oh, gee, my god, With the fake tattoos. I remember putting little fake tattoos on my arms so I could be like this big, tough guy. What an incredible, <laughs> we don't even talk about it. Like, I'm Look at the logo now, which we love so much. Yeah. It's like the cobra snake, but they really nailed it. The color scheme. How about the skeleton outfits from awesome. Halloween? Awesome, yeah. I mean, it's just timeless. You see them now. You can still get them now. I don't think most of the kids realize where it came from, right? But you can still yeah. see them. You can still get them. <laughs> well, Cobra Kai did it. They had yeah. the homage to it. I was like, oh, so cool. Yeah. Some well, of the that was like the best scene in the movie, the original movie, one of the best scenes. Oh, yeah. That's when Miyagi first beats them all up, right? We learned he's a karate master. Yeah. So yeah. that apartment complex, it's in Reseda, California. We've gone by and visited many times. Yeah. It was on fire recently. I oh. sent Sal down, my co-host, and it was okay. One unit got burnt, but it got protected, so we do special episodes. So we hold it very dear to our hearts because it's a real location, and that's yeah. what I loved about the movie. Yep. The originals, they were shot in Los Angeles, in the Valley, real location. Unfortunately, Cobra Kai, for the most part, is shot in Atlanta. Yeah. And they sometimes do come to LA and shoot, but it is what it is. Yeah, right. It's, you know, it's cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> of course, yeah. It's economical decisions. But, yeah. you know, I, I keep hoping that beyond spinoffs, which I do believe is going to happen, 
there could be a potential Karate Kid movie again. It could come yeah, full circle that'd be somehow. Great. I could see them ending this whole series with a big movie. Why not? I mean, we've fantastic. seen this with like shows like Sex and the City, Downton yeah. Abbey. They go, although this went from you know movies to show sure. to movies. You just don't see that transition. But right. It's the number one show on Netflix for a reason. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and they got to capitalize on that while they can, right? Totally. I think it, that'd be a huge movie. That'd or even awesome. a Cobra Kai movie or Karate Kid, whatever. What did you think, speaking of movies inside that universe, mm-hmm. there's that one kind of outside of this box is the one with Jackie Chan. Yeah. What'd you think? I liked the movie. Yeah. But it was Kung Fu. It wasn't totally. karate. So yeah. I don't know why they call it the Karate Kid. They, they could have called it the Kung Fu Kid, I guess. And it was kind of the same premise as the first movie. It you know? was. So they didn't really change much. They just stole. <laughs> oh, they modernized stole it. it and they put it in China. Yeah. I liked it for I liked what the it was. Movie. Yes. Yeah. The movie was good. The action was good. I love yep. Jackie Chan. He's always been one of my absolutely one of the guys you've always wanted to watch after Bruce Lee, right? Who wasn't karate either, right? So all this karate people are yeah. most of us watched kung fu guys growing up, and that's what got Carrying. you into it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I love the movie. I thought the movie was great. I think they should have changed the name. I wonder if they were thinking they're going to have a part two, part three. Weintraub was involved, who produced the Karate Kid. Will Smith got involved then because his son was in the movie, and yeah. he's now like a part owner of the franchise. But yeah, had they just called it something else yeah. and been its own thing, yeah. I think it would have resonated more. It was a box office success, yeah. nonetheless. So, yeah. oh yeah, but then they didn't touch it again. That right. was it. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't know why. Why they didn't touch it again? I think maybe they saw the same thing. Like we just kind of copied the first. Yeah, the they could have gone to kid. America in the second one. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved that. Yeah. Let's get to the origins just, of this. Yeah, let's just do it reverse. <laughs> so any other martial arts movies that are on your radar? I mean, did you like the Seagal movies, Van Damme? Did you I did. Oh, yeah. That, that was huge. Uh, Hard to Kill. Uh, oh, Bloodsport was probably my favorite. Kickboxer. Um, Kickboxer was good. I actually just watched that Above one again. Above the Law. Above the Law. The early movies of both of them were fantastic. Yeah. yeah they they kind of dragged it all. And I mean, I liked Fire Down Below with Steven Seagal. I thought that was a pretty good one. That's, oh, yeah. He was in the, the hills there. Uh, That's right. Kentucky, I think. I forget exactly where they were, but I like that. Under Siege. Under Siege was excellent. That was yeah, good. That was, I didn't like the second one, but the first one was fantastic. Yeah, I don't the second think one, I could, on the I train. I stomach the second one. But. <laughs> it was on the train, I think, right? Yeah. Or yeah. No, but yeah, they were huge going up. You know, we'd go to camps as a dojo. We'd, as an association back in the day, we traveled to New Hampshire and, and all the Ohio and everybody would come to train together for like a weekend. Okay. And we'd sit in Sunset Jim's room and we'd watch Hard to Kill or one of them, you know, one of the nights, all the guys, I was in the adult class. I was 14 years old, but I was in the adult class at this point. Hanging out with all the big guys, you know. Yeah. We're watching the movies. And so, yeah, we were all into it back then. I love it. And we'd make fun of some of it. Oh, for sure. Some of it's campy. That's not happening. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't care what you tell me. That's not going to happen. What was that one? A perfect weapon. You ever see that? Yeah. Not a fan of that one. Yeah. Not very good. We'll cut that. Yeah. So, well, this has been fantastic, Sensei Chris, to delve deeper into this. I'm excited. I can tell you're super excited for the new season of Cobra Kai. Can't wait. We could always have you back on and revisit what in the world happens next season. And my wife even loves it. Yeah. Well, there you go. And she wasn't a Karate Kid fan. (laughs) She just thought I'd watch it for the drama. There you go. Who does she like? Is she in uh, Camp Johnny or Camp Daniel? She's in the girl, whatever. She just likes- Oh, Tori. She likes Tori. She likes that storyline. The Tori Samantha story is what she likes. That is a good storyline. Yeah. She's into the drama part of it, so yeah. <laughs> that's fine. As long as, I, as long as she wants to watch it, I don't care. Yeah, you exactly. Know? 
Well, the show really has gotten complex. You have that storyline. You have now what you see Kenny join and become a bully. You see Anthony a bully, but then getting bullied. Yeah. There's so much going on here. Robbie is like on the outside. The Hawk inside. thing. Hawk to Hawk, me, he's my favorite character. Flipping the script. He could have his own show. I think that's what, yeah. When he, when they come out with their own show, I think there should be a Hawk. Now he's back to Eli, but he could still be Hawk again. He's still got the tattoo. Yeah. I think he's going to free, free find his... His personality, because yeah. he kind of lost it there for a little, right? Yeah. He went back to his little nerdy self, and now I think he's going to get back. And well, he's got Moon now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, listen to us. <laughs> There's just so many storylines. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but he's my favorite character. He is fantastic. So just to kind of put this on people's radar, and since Jim spoke to this, the True Martial Arts Academy, it's just outside Boston, but where is it exactly? It's in Waltham, uh, Wavy Lee Oaks Road. Yep. It's behind the Mighty Squirrel. A really popular brewer, really pop- I got to say. Yeah, there's a Sensei Jim beer. Actually, I don't know if you mentioned that, but he well, has his own beer. We mentioned that on the preview episode because Sensei Jim and I were so caught up. I was like, we didn't talk about the beer. Yeah. So Sal and I did. But yeah, go ahead and speak to it. If you, I've yeah, had it. It's they, excellent. It's like a rice-based beer, Japan style. That's fitting. Yes. Yeah, it's excellent. It's a clear, like a light beer. Okay. Very good. No, Not hoppy at all. Delicious. Yeah, excellent. It really became popular too. You know, we kind of thought it was going to be like a fad, right? Here comes the Sensei Jim beer that made a bunch of cases. Now it's on tap. You could buy it in the liquor store. Nice. Yeah, it really caught How on. How did that come about? Just the Mighty Squirrel and then the dojo just being neighbors, you know? Right. Everyone got along. Then all of a sudden their kids started coming to the dojo. Okay. And, okay. And there we would ask go. them if we could have some functions, like we would have functions up after like a special workout. Yeah. So can we bring the people up there for a function afterwards and they let us use the hall? Or, yeah, the place know. is great and it's huge. It's got tons of space yeah, and owner, outdoor space. The owners are awesome, yeah. But it's just, again, community type thing. You know, Sensei Jim's always been really community orientated. So he yeah. just gets to know everybody and wants to be friends with everybody. And he, everyone loves the guy. So. Oh, of course. He's amazing. <laughs> and, so. and I finally went to the Mighty Squirrel Brewery. Actually, I tried their beer prior to going. and was like, where's yeah. that? That place is in Waltham. So I went over there. It was amazing. And yeah. they didn't have the Sensei Jim beer out. I was going to get it. I didn't know you could buy it in bottles. So I have to go back and try yeah, this beer. Yeah, so you can buy it in cans. I think most liquor stores have it now. But okay. you can still go there and buy the cans also okay. at the Mighty Squirrel. They come with four packs. Well, how cool is that? So that's where you're at. And I believe the website would be? TrueMartialArtsAcademy.com. Awesome. And I know that recently you and Sensei Jim created a great video, a promo video for the dojo. We put it on our YouTube live channel. Yep. It's on there. You're using it to promote the dojo. It's your voiceover on there. Yes. I recognize it right away <laughs> when you came in. The accent. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic video. So I highly encourage anybody in the Boston area and adjacent to check out the dojo because I'm assuming you're still taking students. Oh, yeah. All day, every day. Uh, kids, <laughs> all ages, right? And he is honestly, he's been doing this for so long. He's one of the best of the kids in the area with anyone, really. But if you're looking for someone for your children to go, yeah. that's the place to go. He's really family orientated. He's great with the kids. It's a great experience. And they stick with it. Yeah. I can't tell you how many black belts have gone through there, but there's a ton of them. That's amazing. You know, we get all the pictures on the wall. If you had seen that video, you could see all the pictures on the wall and then not even all up there. Yeah. There's still some that have Your to be Your photo's taken. probably on the wall. My photo's, yeah, unfortunately, all the way to the left because it's been there so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't recognize me if you saw it. You probably look like Mike Barnes. I do. I wish I had thought to bring the picture. I would have showed it to you. <laughs> it was a pleasure, Sensei Chris Jensen, having you on the show today. It was great. Thank you very much for having me. I had a lot of fun. Well, stick around. I'm going to do the outro, thank our sponsor, and I'll have you Take the end. Your very best, Crease. We end every episode with this, so hang tight. Sure. So unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com.
So thank you so much for listening, and please be sure to subscribe to the Let's Talk Cobra Kai podcast, as well as the Let's Talk Cobra Kai YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcast, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any Let's Talk Cobra Kai social media platform. If you're a dedicated listener or viewer of Let's Talk Cobra Kai, please consider supporting the show on Patreon. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com. Okay, Sensei Chris, take it away. No mercy.